Paul Jones Drug is Elk City's most experienced compounding pharmacy, meaning they can custom make your prescription medications to your doctor's specifications, safely and effectively providing you with exactly what you need. And for your convenience, Paul Jones Drug has a drive-through pickup window as well as curbside service for testing and vaccinations and offers free local delivery. Just a couple reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street in Elk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust. Throw balls far. You want good words? Data languages. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be all, end all, know it all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Paul Jones Drug Tuesday out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. It's going to be a bunch of high school basketball talk today. Had some games last night on some uh, some Class B regional action from some weather delays last week. One went according to the rankings, one didn't. And we'll talk about that. It was Leedy, the Lady Bison, are on to the area title game with a regional championship win over Arnett. The Bison fell to Goodwell, and so they'll have to go the, the three-day, the three-game route in the area tournament if they're going to make it to the big house again this year. Head coach Luke Broadbent of the Leedy Lady Bison will be joining us at 9.30. So we'll pick his brain on how that uh, how his team was able to turn around a, an early season loss to Arnett right before Christmas into a regional title win over the Lady Wildcats last night. Uh, we'll hit some other high school basketball topics, what's coming up this week in Class A and B area tournaments, 2A and 4A regionals. Also an interesting article in the Oklahoman. <clears throat> uh, if you listen to this radio station all the time, but like basically most people that do listen, essentially listen all day. Mark Rogers is one of those guys that, uh, at least at the at the state level, talks a bunch of high school sports. He's been involved in high school sports for numerous years, and he has written an article in the Oklahoman or online of the Oklahoman. I'm not sure exactly how that all works anymore, Jared. Did they, what did they, actually is published and what is just uh, for online fodder. Is there any – do they still print a paper? I think they do. But anyhow, uh, he he has some proposed changes to the high school basketball playoff structure. I think some are very interesting. I think some people will jump on board and agree with. I think maybe some others eh, – we'll see. But uh, there are three different uh, ways to change this, what he thinks, for the betterment of uh, high school basketball. So we can talk about those, kick those around. And if you guys have ideas on how what you would maybe like to see to, to enhance this, because I think he does a pretty interesting thing. When you read this article, he uses the new arena as a way to usher in 
new structure to play on. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Kind of an out with the old, in with the new, with the big house, potentially even as fast as next year, the the new state-of-the-art big house. It's not a bad approach. You know, and so I thought that was interesting how you tied those two together to maybe even pull on your heartstrings just a little bit to, to get you to, to get invested in it. I thought that was a pretty wise, <laughs> pretty wise move uh, by Mark. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. That is 225-9698. Give Skull Shooters a text. We can talk about any of those things, whatever else might be on your mind. Feel free to chime in at 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, a couple ways to stay in touch with the show, log on to kadsam.com or download the Paragon Communications app. The app has it all. It's got radio. It's got the Penny News. A brand new edition of that Penny News will hit the website tonight at midnight at thepennynews.com. Big Elk and Paragon TV as well. We've got all kinds of high school hoops coming up on starting on Thursday on both of those channels to watch the live stream of the high school basketball playoffs. Also, the Skinny on Sports podcast, available on kadsam.com. And a bunch of them are on iTunes. It may not be all the way up to date, but there's a bunch more on there that I saw uh, just the other day. So uh, you can keep up with us either way like that if you missed the show entirely. Good morning, Jared Atha. Good morning. How's your night? Good night? Uh, I had a long meeting. Oh, dear. Grown-up stuff. Been a long meeting. <laughs> so you're dragging today? A little bit. <laughs> no, it was fine. I just... Well, good. Things to cuss and discuss. <laughs> Maybe more cussing than discussing oh, at boy. times. How about know. you? I don't want to know. Uh, yeah, normal night. Normal night. I'm just uh, ready to get towards the end of this week. Get to all that basketball you're talking about. I know. You're so used to regular season... You know you've got Tuesday, and then you know you've got Friday. Yeah. Then you get to this point in the week, and you're going, what happened to Tuesday? Yeah. <laughs> is it Thursday yet? Is it Thursday? Is it Thursday? For some, um, case, for some teams. Is it Friday yet? Is it Friday? Yeah. yeah evil has shoot in, in A and B right now. If you're not playing till Friday, the anticipation is immense. Mm-hmm. Last night, man, I got to tell you, I was a little bit surprised when I was, I was sitting there in the meeting, and you know, we've got the, the group text to share scores through the, you know, with all the broadcasters because we obviously, if we're on the air, we can't be right in front of the television to watch. Uh, and I saw that halftime score and I thought, huh, Lady, the girl, Lady Girls are right there uh, with Arnett. Arnett came in number eight in the state, uh, 24 and three. These two teams played the last game for Lady anyway before the Christmas break. Uh, Arnett played another one. And that was a 58-34 win for the Lady Wildcats that night. 24-point win. And then you see, well, Leedy's ahead at halftime. Oh, Leedy's staying in there. Uh, just it, it was it was an awesome game to go back and watch. I went back and watched a whole bunch of it uh, to kind of see how it played out. I thought there was a couple of times that Arnett looked poised to do to Leedy what they did in the first game and that was just kind of blow them out just run them out of the gym early on especially but man Leedy just had answers each time early you know, it's 14-6 early and you're thinking uh-oh here we go again mm-hmm. then Leedy makes a couple of buckets now it's 14-11 they're right there then you know the, the game kind of teeters back and forth throughout the first half Leedy has a lead then all of a sudden you look up at the end of the toward the end of the third quarter. Leedy's up nine. It's forty six thirty seven with two seconds or whatever it was left in the third. 
Bayless banks in the three right at the buzzer, cut the lead to six. Then all of a sudden you look up and it's a one-point game. Then Arnett actually takes the lead. But, man, Leedy had an answer offensively every single time, whether it was Gore early, Boatman, uh, you know, passing the basketball. I thought Blake Puffenbarger was great. Uh, a couple of times where it looked like she might fumble it away, had just enough presence to either keep it and score or find somebody else open. You know, it, it, everybody in the green jerseys played a part in that, that uh, what you have to call, I, I think, an upset win over Arnett last night. Yeah, it. Um, I was watching. I was going in and out of it, but um, what I took away from it is that every time that Leedy needed a score or a three-point shot, they got it. Uh, it's just one of those nights where one team just simply shot the ball better. But you know, Arnett was a solid team, obviously, and stayed right there with them. And Leedy, they just had that, you know, and that's that's how upsets happen. You, you, when you stay with a really good team as long as possible, then you start to believe and you get more confident in your shot, especially your perimeter shooting, and that's the result of it. So, and then I mean, I'm like, whoa, hey, whoa, hey, Leedy won. I'm like, well, yeah, Leedy won. <laughs> it's Leedy. It's Leedy in the playoffs, right? They kind of remind me. I told you this earlier. They remind me of their boys' run of last year. They kind of struggle. Their boys kind of struggle in the regular season. Put together a nice playoff run, got to the state tournament, and here we are. Leedy girls, one win away from punching their ticket. Um, kudos to Coach Broadbent and, and those Leedy girls because it's easy to let an entire season kind of deflate you going into playoffs. Go, well, it's just not our year. They, they, I think they went to the dry erase board and said, see that record? Wipe it, wipe it away. That doesn't matter anymore. And right now, they are perfect in the playoffs. And, and they, they look solid last night. Looked like a really good basketball team. Yeah, they made some they made some outside shots early. And then it felt like in the second half, fourth quarter, they were able to beat the press to get easy ones. Man, it seemed like they were bumping it in off the glass over and over. And then, you know, as a coach, I know that is what a lot of – a lot of almost every coach teaches you. If they want to press you – Make it, make it, make them pay for it. Mm-hmm. Make them pay on the other end with easy baskets. And man, Leedy did a great job of that, um, being able to to handle the pressure for most of the time. There was a few times where uh, the ball got a little bit uh, out of control, and they, you know, uh, Arnett was able to close the gap, uh, especially after Leedy went up. I think it was forty six to thirty seven. Arnett scores ten straight, and all of a sudden they're up. But you know, that's a chance for for Leedy to go. Oh, well, darn it, we 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 played great for. Three and a half quarters just ran out of gas. No, no. They they always had an answer. And so congrats to them. In the boys game, uh, Puffenbarger got in a little foul trouble early. Goodwell led by seven at halftime, and it just kind of stayed there. It was one of those games, right, where you look up, it was a 10-point game. Then you'd look back, and it would be an eight-point game, a six-point And it'd be back to 12. You know, it just never – Leedy was just never able to really, really, really – uh, get Goodwell pressured all the way down to the end, uh, and Goodwell wins forty-eight to thirty-six over the Bison. So, uh, the, probably the opposite of what a lot of people thought as far as going into area. Uh, the Leedy Lady Bison are the ones that are in the area championship, as well, where the uh, Leedy Bison now have to go the three games. Um, that puts Arnett at six o'clock on Thursday on the girls' side up in Woodward. They'll play Kremlin Hillsdale. The other two, the other game that day is Dover and Tyrone. 
And so those are the, the six teams left in that area, Dover, Tyrone, Kremlin Hills, Del Arnett, and then Lomega and Leedy is the uh, area championship game there on the girls' side. For the boys, the area title game will be Calumet and Goodwell. Visai and Kremlin Hillsdale will play at 3 o'clock on Thursday up in Woodward. Timberlake and Leedy will play at 7.30. And then, of course, the championship game there on Friday night at 7.30 between Calumet and Goodwell. So that finally rounds out regional tournament week in Class A and Class B last night. Uh, you just you, you showed me the picture. Man, how would you like to be Garber? On the boys' side, the boys' you, you side. Showed me. I was wrong. I thought it was the girls who lost by a golly. The, the boys that, that, yeah. If you haven't seen it, I'll have to find that. Put on the yeah, sports Facebook I mean, it, page or something. It's like what one point eight seconds left. Ripley inbounding and, and having to go the full court. They throw it to the half line to a taller kid who was actually, I mean, guarded on a half court. If, as much as you ever see anybody guard somebody on a half court shot, there's a guy right in his face from Garber. And he slings it in like over the shoulder, not really a football pass, but just kind of a sling almost, like you're like you're like a sack of potatoes, you know, like like you put it up yeah. there, and it just drains it for the title. And of course, all the the Ripley side went crazy. You know, that's something from around the state uh, that was impressive. What 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 intrigues you as far as Friday night, the area final games? Is is there one or two? either in our area or out there somewhere else, that really intrigue you to see what's going to happen? Um, just in our area, no. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, Hammond and Lakeba Sickles, Hammond is rolling. You know, they rolled through their district. They rolled through the regional right there in the Warrior Dome. So, you know, that was expected. Can Lakeba give them a game? It's hard to see that, but it might be a little intriguing. But um, I still see Hammond winning kind of big. Um, you know, I mean, there's leading Lamega. Lamega's uh, susceptible to getting beat. We've seen it before this season. Um, can Leedy put together another game like they did last night? I mean, they're going to have to shoot lights out and um, and handle what Lamega throws at them, which is, I mean, no offense, Arnett, but it's going to be going to be tough compared to what they played last night. So. I like to see that. I mean, Leedy's really familiar with Woodward. So, but the rest, I mean, and, and then, of course, in the area I'm following, the Caddo girls and Surreal girls. So I've seen Surreal with my own eyes. I think, wow, they're really, really good. And I was talking to some dads last night, like, well, yeah, Surreal has one really good player. Caddo has about three of those. <laughs> so, there's that. But, I mean, it's – um. It's almost by chalk, you know, and we can almost go, okay, this is what we kind of expect can happen and, and maybe more than likely will. Now, in some cases, I hope well, we want to see upsets. That's, that makes our job a lot more fun. But um, the matchups are not very favorable for some. What what have you seen? Uh, I think that Cato Surreal came to mind. Also, Van Oss and Ocarcet. Jeremy just po posted that, too. That That's one that, that intrigues me on the girl, on the Class yeah. A girls' side. Um, Class B boys. What to make, or I'm sorry, Class A boys, what to make of Liberty? Cue the tune. <laughs> what, you know, what, what, what is, Cue the jingle. What is that Liberty? Ready? 
Liberty, 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 <laughs> liberty. Knocking off number two, Rattan. Play number seven, Allen, in Wilburton in the area finals. Is this Tushka all over again? Even though Liberty's ranked, they're at the very bottom of the rankings at 18. Is this one of those one of those crazy stories coming up? Um, we love a good story. Absolutely. We, we love those, those Cinderella stories. What is Buffalo Valley? So that's where we get. What is Buffalo Valley? To that uh, area of unknown for us. Well, I know it's known Roth. Oh yeah, yeah. But is that is that a serious? Is that a serious game? First game of the year, uh, Roth beat them forty three thirty two. Is that the only time they played? Yep, looks like that's the only time they played. So what about that one? I mean, because I, I think everybody expects it to be Roth. Um, the defending champs in Class B boys, nobody but myself have them in the state tournament. And here they are against Streamtown, who put up a hundo. It's pretty, <laughs> you know, and then and does Duke have anything for Fort Cobb? Yeah, that one. I, I does failed Duke to have, that does, one. does Duke have anything for Fort Cobb? That one's going to be an up-and-down game, man. I feel like going back and forth in that one. That could be a very high-scoring game for both teams. Right? Doesn't you feel like that? As athletic as they are, as you know, we know what four – and I've seen Duke. They can shoot it when they want to, when they hit their shots. I'd say the question is, can Duke – if it doesn't go up and down, can they? Can they think? Can they be? Because Fort Cobb will be disciplined in valuing every possession and maximizing your chances to score the, to score the basketball. Because we we've seen Heinz's teams do that year after year mm-hmm. after year. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm intrigued at what happens over on the other side on the other side of the state in Class B girls. Because I, I think Hammond, I think Lomega, I, I think people, most people are probably pretty comfortable that those are two of the better teams. Pittsburgh's a defending champion. Everybody back against Buffalo Valley. Buffalo Valley, both sides. Like this is a. I don't know. If, are, are they are they more known to everybody else than us? You know what I mean. And then you know Varnum, Whitesboro, Calvin. That those three. Who who are the two that come out of that? So uh, you saw Apache. This is Jeremy's Apache boys played awesome last week by decimating Surreal. Yeah, after only winning by six against Hollis. Yeah. Um, you know, and back in the district play, Canute. Game of game up until the fourth quarter. I wasn't too sold on Apache that they start they start hot then they cool off. That's what kind of happened in those two games I mentioned. But but here's the deal: <laughs> Surreal's a rival. They probably came out extra pumped up to try to beat them, especially in the playoff in a regional championship game. I'm not trying to take it away. They are good. They are incredibly athletic. Incredibly, and they got size. Yeah, I don't know anything about Caddo boys. Last time I saw them was two years ago, so I, I don't know. But um, or was it three? Years? Last year, they were in the state. Oh, I mean when you played them, they were in the state tournament last year. It was were they not three years ago then? 
That was two seasons ago. Last season, Canute got through surreal. It was two seasons ago when they went back to where they went to cash again. And they beat Caddo. Caddo had a chance to win it, and they blew it. Yeah, that was two years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, a completely different team then. But Apache, yeah, they're – they were kind of a team. I didn't have them uh, on my list. And our man Jeremy even said, like, after half of that first uh, that game against Canute, he texted and said, can I change my picks? Yeah. <laughs> uh, for good reason, though. That that would be a real good game, too. Talk about athletic games. That one could be game uh, a really good game. Um, Let's get into some of these ideas uh, that Mark Rogers has put into the, the Daily Oklahoma yeah. or the Oklahoman about updating um, – the playoff format. He he went with three different things. And I think two of these make sense. I think one of them is going to be impossible to do. So the first one, and I think this makes total sense, he says, is announce the pairings at the end of the season. This has always been a strange thing to me. That the playoff brackets are drawn up with like two weeks left in the regular season. And what's funny is when that um, Anna Darko Weatherford game happened, and then the banter of comments, you know, you saw Sports Center post it and all that stuff. And so the, the people who don't know the playoff system in Oklahoma, people would say, oh, yeah, this game didn't even matter. The playoffs are already set. And people are like, what? Yeah. How are your playoffs already set when you're still playing a game? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's hard. I mean, it, it's kind of it's silly. Well, if you're outside looking in, it's kind of silly. It's really hard to be able to defend that. Defend setting the playoffs before the regular season is over. <clears throat> he uses the example of McGinnis, uh, the Bishop McGinnis boys. When the when the playoffs in, in 4A were set, they were 8-10. and 10. They ended up drawing Bethany. Partly because their girl, the McGinnis girls aren't very good, and Bethany girls are awesome. But then the McGinnis boys go four and one down the stretch. They beat a top five class five A team, and yet they get Bethany. And and then now when you look at the in the regional that McGinnis and Bethany are in, the other district, the teams in that other district both have losing records, whereas Bethany and McGinnis both have winning winning records. So you probably wouldn't pair those right now. Not now. That you did earlier. And so I, th- I think, to me, that makes perfect sense, to wait till the regular season is actually completely over before drawing up those playoff pairings. Now, one thing that that would, that one thing that that would mean is you could not play games week of. Your season would have to end on Friday, ahead of the next week's district. So you can play a Tuesday. Well, you wouldn't have time at that point. Uh, now yeah. you're in a time crunch, right? But if you, but if you stop on Friday, that gives you the whole weekend. Get you know to to do this, announce it on Monday. Bam, there you go. Yeah. And I think in in you probably start to maybe even have a, a pre meeting to get an idea. You know, it could be a Zoom. To kind of get an idea of okay, this is what it looks like when you used to like when two weeks ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is kind of where we're where we're heading. Let's see what happens. Then you're only moving a few teams instead of doing the whole thing. 
So that that would be that you you could not you could not schedule games the week of, which some coaches like that. Some coaches wouldn't like that. Some coaches like to play, but that would be something that everyone would have to agree upon that regular seasons end Monday. Or, uh, I'm sorry, Friday, Friday, a week ahead of the, the district. So, you know, it, it, I, I, Jeremy says nobody feels sorry for McGinnis, which well. I, I agree. <laughs> but, okay, so here's another one in 4A boys. Cleveland, Cleveland hosted o- Ulaga. Cleveland's 9-14, and Ulaga 7-15. and 15. The other district in that region, North Rock Creek is 18-4. and four. They went on the road to 14-9 and nine Manford. So once again, two teams with losing records against two teams with winning records. So that's one thing. Play out the entire regular season before the playoffs are set. Another, another and this one would be the hard one to me. He says, split the boys and girls or eliminate district tournaments. And he's talking about 4A and down, have district tournaments. We all know what those are. In 4A... down to about 2A. It's simply a doubleheader, right? You have two team districts. That's all it is. So it's just a regular Friday night, except for it matters on where you go into the regional bracket. Okay. Is that a pointless game? In the playoffs? Is it a Yeah, is that a pointless game? Could you not just seed the re- – you're going to have to change the regional a little bit, but could you not just seed the regional without needing to see that game? Yeah, I guess so. But if it's a moneymaker, which I think we all know that that's probably why it happens. Oh, yeah. Then he says to split the boys and girls. Now, I would love to – we need to get him on so he can tell us what this means. Does this mean that a boys team goes to a different regional site than a girls team? Isn't a total? I don't know what the, that's what it that's how it reads to me. So you when have you your say, boys playoff path and your girls playoff path, and it could be in completely different locations. That's what it sounds like to me. Which to, which for us is a nightmare. Well, it's it's a non-starter for us. Yeah. We can't be in two places at once. No, but schools don't want to do that either. For mention money. I mean, think about this. What if you? Oh, have, he's saying. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm reading. Well, I was. If if that is indeed what he's saying, or what we think he's saying, is sending. You have your own playoff path for each team, and that could be at two different locations on the same day. Then, that just doesn't seem feasible because one, you got to send two buses instead of one, or you know, more more transportation usage. Than, than rather than to condensing down to, you know, two buses than four buses or whatever. And then what if, you know, what if, uh, you know, Johnny has a sister, Jane, who are both on the high school teams. Parents got to make a decision. Okay, I'm going to go this way or I'm going to go this way. And then there's our factor, like, well, we can't cover them both. Well, so, okay, he says eliminate the week of district and pair teams – in a double elimination format at the regional tournament level with boys and girls separated, then he says nothing changes. Don't tie a successful boys or girls team to a less successful team based on travel. 
So to me, that means they isn't. Does that not mean they, that there's the possibility of them being split into different regionals? Still feels that way. That's where I'm kind of. I'm not 100 percent sure if I'm understanding. Because if that's the case, I just I don't know how that works. Yeah. I mean, you know, the Canute girl's going to go to Cash, and the Canute boy's going to go to Chickasha. Both playing at three. I mean, even at one thirty and three, there's no chance you see them both. No chance you can make it to both. Is it going to be a situation to where? But but the problem is with the game times and the way it is. Like in, thinking about the area tournament schedule. Yeah, that might work for Thursday. You might be able to play one at one thirty and one at seven thirty, and everybody can get there. But what happens Friday? You have the you have the area championship games on Friday night. So if you win Thursday, you have to play in the afternoon. Guess what? One thirty and three, you're not getting anywhere to see both. Let's see that 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 yeah. part of it seems weird. And then of course he goes into the rankings, which we can get into here after the break and after Leedy Lady Bison head coach Luke Broadbent coming up in the next segment. It's Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. Rodney Skinner and the gang at Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main in Elk City. Paul Jones Drug is care you can trust with free delivery in the Elk City area. We'll tell you all about them as we move along throughout the show. Leedy Lady Bison head coach Luke Broadbent coming up next right here on the Skinny on Sports. Paul Jones Drug offers a free service that makes taking your daily medications safe and easy. It's called convenience packaging, meaning they can combine all of your daily medications and put them in sealed separate daily packages. This process replaces you from having to fill your daily medication dispenser. And as always, Paul Jones Drug prepares individual blister packaging for long-term care patients. With their drive through window, curbside service, and free local delivery, it's just more reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug. 809 North Main Street, Milk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust. The Skinny on Sports. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. It's a Paul Jug- Jones Drug Tuesday. Rodney Skinner and the gang at Paul Jones Drug are the oldest compounding pharmacy here in Elk City. That means they have the experience to do all your compounding needs. They have free local delivery, drive-through pickup, curbside testing and vaccinations. Also, blister packs, which is their long-term care unit packaging. 809 North Main or give them a call, 225-2121. That is Paul Jones Drug right here in Elk City. Joining us now is uh, the head coach of the regional championship winning Leedy Lady Bisons, Mr. Luke Broadbent. Luke, how are you this morning? Doing great. How you doing? Oh, man, we're doing doing very very well. Uh, let's let's start out walking through uh, last night's game. Uh, going back and watching, I thought your girls showed an amazing amount of poise early, considering the the way that the first game went between the two teams back before Christmas. Uh, Arnett hit some shots early, but you guys just seemed to have an answer. And then when they made the run to start the fourth quarter, uh, you guys just absolutely had the answer. Talk about the poise of your team and being able to hold off a very very good Arnett Lady Wildcat team. Yeah, they. I mean, they are. Um, I think one of the most underrated basketball teams in Class B since I've been a girls' coach in Class B. They are, um, in my opinion, a top five team, and I've said that all year. Uh, me and Coach Friesen are, are pretty good buddies, and we talk a lot, and we've kind of been a little uh, put out with some stuff about you know just where we kind of got got sifted to. But yeah, for us to show that kind of poise. Um, they beat us 24 the first time, you know, and my kids knew that that was that game 
the first time was not like us. Um, we did a lot of things poorly. We turned it over 17 times in the first half. Um, and, and last night, our whole thing we kept talking about last night was, you know, we're so young, um, and it has nothing to do with age. This is the first time that this bunch has ever really got to play together because, you know, this is the first time a bunch of these younger kids have got to play with Riley Gore. So, you know, for us to just, you know, keep climbing that mountain. Um, but, you know, I think that what we kept preaching last night was we're, we're on house money. You know, anytime we get to see them and be exposed to them is good, no matter what the outcome is. Because if you have a chance to play them again, we want to at least have an opportunity to say we've got to see them again, and it was better this time. You know, so I think our kids the whole time were – no moment really seemed too big for us. We were just like, hey, we're just we're just cutting loose tonight and going to have some fun and see what happens. Um, I, I think that, you know, we'll see how it is whenever um, the chips are down and, you know, you're, if, if people's got one loss left. But I think that my kids really saw the big picture. We preached it all week. It's not an easy message to receive of, hey, you could lose tonight because they're really good. Um, so I, I was super impressed with my kids to do that. Talk about the the differences with Riley out there uh, for for the young for the young ones especially. Like you said last year, not being able to play with her, and this year, uh, you know, she's one of the better players in Class B. But how have they had to adjust to, to Riley actually being out there on the floor? Well, I, I think that they all had to um, just figure out what what niche we had. You know, I had last year I had people probably playing positions that they um, usually wouldn't. Um, and I think that, that was really beneficial to my young kids. Uh, you know, I, I felt like that there was a lot of kids that had to really handle the basketball that probably don't have to as much this year. And, you know, so this summer, our whole thing was we just want to be the best we can be by this time. Um, and so even this summer, we, we took some licks a few times this summer just trying to learn how to – where we fit in together. You know, that's it's really tough, you know. You, I tell people this all the time. You can take um, basketball such a such a weird sport because you can take a really good player and put them with four other really good players, and you may not gel that well. Um, so it, that, that was our big message, even even in the summer. Of we just you know we've got to figure out how how we how we niche together. From what I've seen, Coach, by the way, Jared Atha here, Coach, congratulations again on that win last night. And I watched a good, chunk, a good chunk of it last night. From what I'm seeing is, uh, and, you know, you're on this little roll right now, and you talk about gelling. You know, you've had your ups and downs all season long, and now it looks like you guys are, are, are gelling, or your girls are all gelling together and, and playing at a high level. Uh, is there more to, to reach? I mean, can they play better? And I, I'm asking that because you got a really good team coming up on Friday against La Mega. Yeah. Yeah, I think we can. Um, you know, we the thing that Coach Friesen and I talked about all year uh, when we, you know, were in dialogue just about the rankings. One of the things that we did was we added up uh, the top twenty teams. We added up who played the toughest strength of schedule. We were number two out of the top twenty teams. Well, um, I would love that lot, formula. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, we, we would love he, that. He did. A, he spent a lot of time on it, um, and I helped him some. But he, he spent a lot of time on it and. I think that they were third or fourth. I think at one point we had our opponents had a sixty-eight and a half percent winning percentage, which is pretty uh, pretty impressive. Um, and and there's some teams in 
you know, east of I-35 that at that time had a 32% winning percentage of their opponents, which is is baffling to us. So I, I think that I, I was I was kind of, you know, uh, what was me because I think that they're really, really good, and I think Omega's really, really good. I think Hammond's really, really good. And I think a lot of teams out here um, are really fantastic teams. Lakeba Sickles is really good. Um, but our strength of schedule was so brutal. We knew, you know, if you come into our gym, I think the boys have been to the state tournament 20 times and the girls have been 21. And on the girls' side, which is not the same as it is in a lot of places, but on the girls' side, if you look up on those banners, I think seven of them have double-digit losses. Hmm. That is something we talk about a lot. Out of the five or the eight five-county conference teams on Saturday night of regionals, Six of them were left, and all six of them were in the winner's bracket. It's just you're, you you can't show up and, and lay any sort of egg. You have to play the best basketball you play every game in the five-county conference or you get rolled. And our kids knew that. I, I think that we just we took it with a grain of salt in the fact of, you know, we're, we're probably not going to be in the top eight because of our record right now, but – for us to just get the experience of playing good people all the time, we're going to be seasoned at least. Yeah, and that's interesting. So, when you look at your schedule to that point, you know, we I've talked about like Hammond picked up some losses, but none of them were against Class B teams. Your schedule is like that too. Outside of Hammond and Arnett, two top eight teams, you didn't lose to another Class B team. And so I think that you make a great point of the, the toughness of that schedule gets you ready for then when you get down in your own weight class, you're ready to go. No doubt. And and you know we're one of the weird teams we play it we play in two conferences we're in the 270 conference there's a lot of good teams in that Arnett, Shattuck, you know Visai, uh, Fargo and and all and you know all those teams there's a lot of good teams up there you know so i it's there's no off nights you don't get to show up and you're always going to run into a good team that's going to be super well coached so like i said yeah it's it's for us, that's what we did. We, we, our, our, we took everything we did with a grain of salt and just were like, well, this is all for hopefully we can play the best basketball we can by the time we get to here. We're hanging out with Leedy Lady Bison head coach Luke Broadbent. I, I love the, that you guys have taken such a an interest in the rankings because we were just discussing uh, Mark Rogers had a, an article in the Oklahoman about how to maybe change up the high school basketball playoffs a little bit, and one of his components is those rankings. I know that I know you guys can at least see what everybody around the state ranks you. But what how do you get a component into those rankings of a little accountability? How how does that happen to even make them even more reliable because the truth is I think this is the best system for the coaches to be the ones rankings even though there are some biases there, but I think there has to be some account, accountability for those coaches teams who aren't participating correctly. I absolutely agree, um, and and I'm I'm a big um, I'm a big fan of like you know let bygones be bygones, and I, I have faith that people are going to do the right thing. Um, it, sometimes that doesn't happen, but you're right. We have the best system right now. However, if we were going to be able to fix it a little bit, if there's got to be some sort of computer system we can have that can put in there and say 
okay, this has something to do with a little bit of strength of schedule of who you played, who you beat. It has to have some of that. And then you can still have the human factor to it. I don't know how. I mean, obviously, I'm not Bill Gates. I'm not going to be able to do something like that. But uh, And please don't ask Lance Carpenter because anytime we have to get on a Zoom meeting, it's like trying to set my grandfather up on his iPhone. So he has no idea on that part of it either. But That's good. We're, we're in we're – in, uh, we're in like-mindedness on this too. Just a, there's got to be something that has some, you know, some sort of computer program that when you put your score in, it it factors a little bit of that in. Now we're not taking completely the human factor out of it, but I just there's got to be something out there. And that can be a tool for you guys to be able to use across the other side of the state when you're not exactly seeing those teams in a night-in, night-out basis. At least there's some kind of way to to quantify who they're playing and, and, and how their record is against those teams. Absolutely. We, we talk about it. I mean, me and Scott talked about it a lot. You know, he, we were in, we had a super scrimmage at Leedy this year. Um, we, we invited Leedy, Lomega, Hammond, Lakeba Sickles, Kremlin Hillsdale, Earlsboro, um, Calvin, and Buffalo Valley and Arnett. And so uh, that's more than did. super coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we, so we split them up and we played and everyone got to see each other. And you know, what's crazy about it is when we left all those people that were there, whether you were from Eastern Oklahoma or Western Oklahoma, you got to see them and you had a mutual respect because you had met them before. And so no matter what you were able to rank them higher or at least be able to objectively rank them. I, I just, I think that there's a lot of people that never see somebody, you know, if you're not doing your homework, how are you from Western Oklahoma going to know how good Pittsburgh is? Mm-hmm. Right. I just or how good Buffalo Valley is. Uh, you know, you, you've got to be doing tons of homework, and there's a lot of people that don't. Uh, was there a point in the season uh, when you guys were kind of taking some lumps early on, or even th- through the the tournament schedule? Was there a point, maybe even in a loss, where you thought, you know what? This thing is starting to turn around, and this thing is starting to gel, and, and we may be a force moving forward once those playoffs start. I think that the you know the trouble with having young teams that haven't played a lot together is consistency. Um, and, and that shows up on, if you go back and look at our schedule and all of the times we've lost, because we've been beat 20, I think, three or four times, you know. Um, even those games we lost by 20, there was only two losses that I could think of that we went back to the drawing board and we were upset about the way that we did a lot of things that night. Um, and the other ones, we were just like, hey, you know, maybe they played a really good game or maybe we just didn't shoot it that well or whatever. So I, I think that this summer, I'll tell you when it was for me, when we all when we all looked around at each other and went, hey, we've got something here, was this summer we went to Navajo team camp. Mm-hmm. And we left and, and – I think, you know, we had we kind of beat up a little bit on Altus that day. It was 5A, and we left and with a bunch of, you know, kids that hadn't played a ton together. And I'm like, we've, we've got it, guys. If, if, if we can find a way to keep putting this back together, you know. So I, I, we've, we've known. I mean, I think our kids knew for a long, long time. Um, and the expectation here is really high, you know. They, they, all their parents went to the state tournament and were all staters and stuff like that. So, you know, it's, it's high expectations. Help us preview Lamega. I know it's, it's, I don't even know if you've seen film yet uh, preparing for them. I'm yeah. sure we've all watched them before, but 
Uh, they're good, obviously. They're always good, and they're always that team that you have to go through or contend with at the state tournament. Uh, but you get them at a familiar place over in Woodward, where it seems like that's your second home uh, to the three-part season being the regular season, your home's Leedy, your second home is Woodward, and then, of course, Oklahoma City in the state tournament. But um, talk about La Mega and um, you know, maybe how to exploit them and, and how to be successful against them. I think the thing with them is that I've watched them. They're just really, really good, um, and and they're really deep. There's not like they're not going to run six girls out there and say this is our six. They're going to run ten, eleven girls out there, and they're going to have people at the scores table a lot. They all can shoot it. You know, I know that that's cliche to say about Lomega, but that's true. We've scrimmaged them, and I've seen them a bunch. And me and Coach Llewellyn are, are good buddies, and I just know that like it's it's. They put so much work in the off season, um, and and so I think that the thing that I I think that for us we just can't get caught up in playing an eighty five to eighty game because we won't win that game. That's their game. That's their type of game. We're going to have to at least control a little bit of tempo. We, we can't just run up down with them all night and play horse because we won't win that game. You know that that's their game and that's what they do. We have to get them a little uncomfortable with some sort of pace, even, you know, not all the time. We have to score when they press us, but that that's the big thing. You know, you know them. You know what they're going to do. They're going to 2-2-1 you, and they're going to 2-3 zone. And it's going to be really good, both of them. And they're going to run up and down, and if you don't get back in transition, they're going to kill you. Um, if you don't cover their corners, they're going to kill you, and you, you just got to – you just can't let them go on their big runs that they go on. So – you know, I think I watched them the other night. They had um, Dover down, I think, 10 maybe. And that, that girl hits four threes in a row for them. You know, it just blows it out blows it out right then. So they're, they're really good. We, we've, we're familiar with them, but, they, they, you know, we know it's a tough task to, to beat them, Any, anybody for them. You know, they're just really, really good. Uh, last question for me, uh, head coach uh, Luke Broadman of the Leedy Lady Bison. Tell us about your team. Uh, some of the some of the players that have really excelled in a lot. Obviously, last night Bryn Boatman uh, was huge for you with twenty three. But uh, what about throughout the season? Uh, tell us about your team. You know, we've all all of them had have had moments. You can go back. I can send you scorebook after scorebook where our leading scorers changed. You know, every one of them. Um, have done something this year where you're like, that is noteworthy. That is a great game. You know, I feel like somebody who didn't – Blake Puffenbarger last night, you know, she I think she had nine points, but I would love to see how many assists she had. I can't wait to get the iPad. But she really broke them down last night, I felt like, and, and really caused them to have to come catch us and stuff like that, and then she was able to distribute. Um, you know, and, and I think that there's – that's not just her, you know. We, we did – a lot of our guards did that last night. I think that if you watched us play, I think that you just can see the willingness to share with each other and, and be a good teammate is is kind of what we're trying to hang our hat on. So there's not really, you know, they've all, every one of them on this team have excelled and have have gotten better throughout the year. So it's just, it's it's been something to see. All right, my final question, because we're taking a poll every time we get a coach on. Shot clock, yes or no? <laughs> I uh, was actually in the car with, with Coach Carpenter when you guys asked him this question. 
And we, honestly, you know, Coach Southerner, you probably know this, but he's a big reason I took this job at Leedy. We've been friends for my whole life, even though he's a lot older than me. Yeah, oh, no, there's no <laughs> doubt about that. <laughs> well, there's but, a, hey, there's uh, a reason why we let Lake have the computer and do the, do the uh, technology <laughs> for the games and not Lance. Well, when Lake's not around, I have to get Lance <laughs> on my Zoom meetings, and it is a hassle. Um. Well, I, uh, no, I, I, I'm against it, and I, the only reason I am, I'm, I'm for whatever's better for our game. Mm-hmm. Lance and I talk about this all the time. The, the, it's not, it wouldn't affect our team at all. If we had a shot clock, it wouldn't affect our team. That's not why I'm against it at all. The only reason I'm against it is because I just believe that you're opening the door to make high school kids be forced to take worse shots than they already do. Like, Last night, okay, we we got – I don't remember. This was a couple weeks ago I looked at it. We played somebody, and it was not a high-paced game. I think we had 58 possessions. Like, that's not going to affect me or Coach Carpenter's team. It's not. I, you know, are, is there going to be some outliers like what happened with Weatherford and Anadarko? Absolutely. That, that is part of it. And it does – it sucks because when you see it on the national stage, people – sharing that and like they've got to have a shot clock they're stuck in the stone ages if you come watch oklahoma basketball and right. you go to the state tournament you're going to watch good basketball i think part of that is because our kids know what a good shot is i mean i do i i just we've had this i had this discussion a lot and we've had a lot of knockdown drag outs with other people about it just there is obviously you know something to be said for having one and like i said it wouldn't me and coach carpenter face if they said tomorrow you're having a shot clock we wouldn't we wouldn't throw a big fit about it we wouldn't we just i just think that for the best part of our game i just don't think it's the best i, I just don't i, I think that's so, an i think that's an incredible point of forcing kids to take bad shots when they can do that all on their own and as much time as they want no doubt uh, yeah it doesn't you know i bet you in the in the 20 you know I think we played 29 games. I bet you in the 29 games we played, I bet you less than five times that somebody's held the ball for more than 40 seconds or 35 seconds. Right. Yeah, and and I think so. like you say, it's when it makes national news with what happened in, in Weatherford that day, it, it it shines a light on something that's not a problem. Because if you no. watch, if you watch a thousand other games, you don't see that. And, and you're right. That's all a study at, at state tournament level in Class A and B because that's. It's supposed to be the ones that are slow. Like over the last six years, there was however many thousands of possessions, and only like six times would the shot clock have went off. So are we really going to change the whole game for a, a half a percent of the time? That doesn't make much sense to me either. No doubt. And I just I think it sucks because, you know, like I think obviously Coach, Coach Bull and Coach Shumpert are great coaches. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, it, the only thing, reason it sucked, you know, because I think that people are like, oh, that's bad basketball. Well, they don't know. They've never watched. You know, the national media people have never come to an Oklahoma State tournament and watched how great basketball is played here. I mean, it is fantastic basketball. Mm-hmm. So I just don't want to ruin that, I guess. Yeah, I would agree. Hey, Coach, thanks so much for your time. Uh, just if you guys have to zoom in, hopefully for the state tournament on Sunday, be sure to help Lance uh, get you guys I, get, get him online for that. That way you don't have to go driving up to Oklahoma City for no reason. Put me on your prayer request list. I'll be needing it. It is it is um, it is seriously like trying to talk Father Time through um, a new iPhone. 
So, oh man, uh, head coach Luke Broadman. Hey, tell Lance we said hi too. <laughs> okay, appreciate it. Uh, you bet. You guys have a great day. Thanks. All right, that's head coach Luke Broadman of the Leedy Lady Bison. I, I think he brings up great points uh, as far as the shot clock debate. Yeah, and and it yeah, is, it's to me so much to do about nothing. When it, I mean, you, how many times have you seen it where it would have went off in? Five or six playoff games already. And he make, no, zero. Exactly. And he makes a good point of you get to the state tournament. I don't see anything slow about that game. I mean, every I, now see, and I then, see really good basketball. Yeah, every now and then it happens, but yeah, not, always. not always. We'll be back. Paul Jones Drug is Elk City's most experienced compounding pharmacy, meaning they can custom make your prescription medications to your doctor's specifications, safely and effectively providing you with exactly what you need. And for your convenience, Paul Jones Drug has a drive through pickup window as well as curbside service for testing and vaccinations and offers free local delivery. Just a couple reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street in Elk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust. The Skinny on Sports. But is having this minor skill worth being so unattractive? That's for the fan to decide. Yay! Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal wrapping up a Paul Jones drug Tuesday. Now, this is a good, on the, on the text line here, mm. from our man Monty Tucker. A good political buddy of mine says we're creating a complex solution while looking for a problem to solve, yeah, that's what that—that's what the, the the debate seems like. That just seems like politics in a nutshell, doesn't <laughs> yeah, it? And maybe that's what the uh, shot clock problem, yeah, uh, or lack thereof. Mm-hmm. Paul Jones Drug, man, Rodney and the, and the gang down there do it all. Convenience packaging—we talked about that uh, for a year now. Individual packaging of your daily meds—they make it so easy. Just instead of having to load your pill caddy up with the right dosages of the right thing. They do it for you. You just rip open the package, take the pills, and move on down life's path. Uh, durable medical equipment they have as well as uh, gifts and greeting cards. It's not just the medical stuff. It's also the gifts and greeting cards. Paul Jones Drug, care you can trust with free delivery in the Elk City area. Jared, before yes. we get out of here, yes. we have a guest tomorrow as well. That's right. We'll have Canute uh, Trojanet head coach Tatum Ridling on with us. So we'll get a, a little overview of her season. And um, they got a big game big area tournament coming up got to win three to get in the state and good opportunity for him so appreciate her saying yes because she's very apprehensive about going on nah, she'd be fine with us. but she last time she was on with us she was great uh, another text on the text line luke and lance could do well in politics i believe that oh that'd be fun i can see the t-shirt now luke and lance <laughs> luke and lance 2024 20, yeah <laughs> it'd be green obviously yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be good but should it be green yeah, you're kind of alienate. Yeah, you want what should it be just red, white, and blue, or would that make, would that upset your leady people if they think you have Hammond colors? Oh wow, yeah, you're no well red, white, and blue with some stripes and stars. I've you know what perp, you know what color I've always I just said it. You know what color I've always been told in politics you should use on Great. your signs. What purple? For purple. some reason, there's a study that says purple wins more. It's weird. Interesting. Yeah, I have never heard that. I no, nah, just something. It's a psychological thing. Think people see purple and they remember it and they vote for it. They it's go, weird. I love you. Yeah, you love me. Hey, it worked for TCU this season, football. All right. Anything else from the discussion? I I think, man, we I, we need to get Mark on and yeah, have him. Yeah. The first two things about the rankings and about 
not putting the the playoff pairings in until after regular seasons are actually finished make a ton of sense. Right. The part about separating girls and boys, I, I, I'd like to hear exactly what that means. If it means what we think it does, and you know, for instance, this week, well, if, if you split, since we're you know the leady train here, if you had a split, what the boys are going to go to Chickasha and the girls are going to go to. Or I'm sorry, boys go to Cash and the girls go to Woodward, Ooh. or vice versa. I'm not sure how that. Not sure that would I'm not sure if we're interpreting that right. Yeah, the I'm way have, I read I'd, it. Got to sit down and really study that. What he wrote. I didn't know about it till you brought it to my attention this morning, so I hadn't had time to see it. Also, a whole bunch of uh, proposals in college football to shrink to to try to compact the game. Mm-hmm. We can talk about those as well. And, of course, uh, head coach Tatum Riddling of the Canute Trojanettes coming up tomorrow. That'll do it for a Paul Jones Drug Tuesday right here on the Skinny on Sports. Thanks to uh, Luke Broadbent of the Lady Lady Bison joining us and giving his thoughts. Really, really good stuff on a variety of topics. Yep. Very good, man. They're, they're rolling right now. Very good. All right. That'll do it for a Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow. Right here on the Skinny on Sports on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way back. Goodbye. Paul Jones Drug offers a free service that makes taking your daily medications safe and easy. It's called convenience packaging, meaning they can combine all of your daily medications and put them in sealed separate daily packages. This process replaces you from having to fill your daily medication dispenser. And as always, Paul Jones Drug prepares individual blister packaging for long-term care patients. With their drive through window, curbside service, and free local delivery, it's just more reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street, Milk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust.